Hello and welcome. My name is Rob Wong and this is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create sexy connection through authenticity and learning to be your best self. This is Dating Smash, honest attraction for clever humans. Okay, let's go. Today the question is, men, please be honest as possible. Why are you guys so consistent in the beginning of a relationship, but as time goes on, you don't do the small things that you used to? Have you lost interest or just become more comfortable? All right, so I think the quick answer to this is that this kind of behavior is not just specific to men. (laughs) And it comes as a result of a couple of different factors which we're going to go into right now. Um, So one of the things that you'll notice about the human brain is that it is very, very, very good at convincing us that we need to be lazy. That is that uh, if we can get by by expending less energy, less thought, less money, less resources, over time, we will. And one of the things that you might notice about dating is that when we first get into the dating game, um, there is this almost like a feeling of putting on a performance, right? There's this need to put our best foot forward. First impressions are really important. So you can think of it as everyone being on their best behavior, right? So you have this optimized version of this person who's showing up in a way that they think the other person would really like. A lot of times that means that they're really considerate. They're giving gifts. They're planning dates. They're doing all of these things in the beginning of the relationship that they wouldn't normally do. Then... Once the dating actually takes off, right? Like once you figure out that this person is actually interested in you and you are interested in them, you run into the dynamic of the honeymoon phase. That is, your brain is flooded with dopamine. And I think the other one is serotonin? Might be serotonin. Uh, In either case, it causes... No, that's not right. But so the neurotransmitters that flood your brain at this point, we're going to look them up later. They cause you to feel a feeling of euphoria and also hyper focus on one particular person. Um, I've heard friends who are also coaches and clinicians refer to this as a level of psychosis in which you are obsessed with this individual. And it's uh, very much like being on drugs, right? You'll continue to seek out doses of this person every time you get a message from them. You get a little hit, a little high. Uh, You get a little bit more awake. Uh, So during this phase of the relationship, again, really easy to keep on investing energy uh, because it's so, so, so rewarding, right? Uh, Being around this person is like being on drugs, which is why when you break off from a person in this stage, it always feels like they're the one that got away, right? Imagine being cut off from this supply of amazing food right you wake up every morning and you've just got like this buffet of your favorite food just waiting for you right prepared in the exact perfect way and then you get this for two months right two months you have this glorious rotating banquet that you wake up to every morning right delicious delicious amazing food prepared by michelin star chefs and then all of a sudden one day you wake up and it's just gone right 
And now you have to go back to eating oatmeal every day. It's like, what the hell happened? Like, what? It's terrible, right? By comparison, it feels terrible. And that's、uh, really what you're going through there.、Um, so, so you get this withdrawal.、Um, essentially, what's happening in the beginning of the relationship is that we're doing whatever we can. To avoid feeling that withdrawal, so again, you have a high output of effort into the relationship. Then the chemicals begin to fade.、Um, biologically, it's been proposed that if you don't have babies with this person within the first couple of years, which is typically when the honeymoon period comes to an end,、um, your bodies and brains are begin to shift. Right,、uh, they stop dropping those chemicals. And they start telling you that hey, maybe it's time to move on, right? In nature, if I can't have a baby with this person,、um, then it means that either I or this person are infertile. Like we're a bad match, right? We can't continue to progress the species. So it's time to move on. Going to find a different person, and people will naturally drift apart with the increasing levels of conflict. Eventually, it becomes so difficult to handle or deal with this person.、Uh, At least that's usually the perspective coming into it. That I'll just leave, right? There is too much fighting. I'll just start over a new relationship, and this one won't have as much fighting, and you know it'll be fine. Which is how a lot of people get stuck in the cycle of dating, breaking up, dating, breaking up, dating, breaking up,、um, every like two to five years. Now, the other part of this is simply that. When the dip in investment happens, when people begin to sort of slow down in terms of the romantic gestures and investment in the relationship, it doesn't happen on just one side. It happens on both, right? And eventually, one side will notice that the other one's not putting in as much effort. They won't say anything about it, but maybe you know they'll dial back their investment a little bit, subconsciously or consciously. This person doesn't really like me as much as they used to like me. Then on the other side. That person experiences the same thing eventually, right? Eventually, they're going to catch on, and they'll be thinking this person doesn't like me as much as they used to like me, and they'll dial it back a little bit more. So it's very easy to fall into that pattern. But even if that's not there, again, your brain is wired to subconsciously prefer to be lazy, which is why after a while, so many relationships just kind of end up with both people. Uh, no longer going on dates, but just kind of like sitting in bed watching TV until it's time to go to sleep. What's missing here is a freedom to communicate needs, right? A lot of times, people will get into relationships, myself included, expecting that a certain standard will be maintained throughout the entire relationship. If I entered the relationship and it was amazing and we were doing all these things, then I expect that the relationship will continue to operate on those guidelines. Whereas in reality,、uh, those things tend to shift around. Right? <laughs> Nothing is static. We change as people. Circumstances change. Our relationship changes. And the tricky part about all of this is because that expectation is that the relationship will stay the same. Right? Things will just maintain. Um, it's very hard to introduce new needs, right? New desires, new communication about what we potentially need from our partner. A lot of times, we're worried that people might not be receptive to it. A lot of times, it just falls back onto fears of like, hey, like, this is too scary. This is too edgy. I'm not good enough to be asking for this from my partner. 
And so we begin to settle in the relationship. Um, and that has certain consequences, such as feeling like the spark is gone, such as feeling disconnected and out of touch with our partner, such as feeling like the romance is dead. So, as you can see, there are a lot of factors that play into it. And in a lot of ways, this kind of slump uh, is inevitable. It will happen over time. Now, the question is, what are you committed to doing about it? Because this type of thing is addressable, right? It's not the end of the world. It is most certainly not the end of the relationship, unless we begin to treat it that way. In which case, we want, we, we want into the self-fulfilling prophecy. We, we run into the self-fulfilling prophecy um, idea once more, right? Because I believe this relationship is dead, I begin treating the relationship like it's dead, and then uh, the relationship becomes dead, right? Uh, it's very easy to not be invested on either side when we feel that this relationship isn't going anywhere. So that might be a place to look. Another place to look might be, what are my unexpressed needs? What, I've, what have I been expecting my partner to do, say, or be without explicitly communicating that to them? And how do I make this not a demand or an ultimatum, but simply a question and a statement of what I need vulnerably? And this is something that a lot of women struggle with. This is something that a lot of men struggle with. This is not a gendered thing. We both kind of have this expectation on either side of how people should behave, what they ought to know. And it really fucks us up when it comes to relationships. Because at the end of the day, that is usually one of the only barriers in the way of us getting what we actually want. <laughs> so, my challenge to you today is to take action. As always, to take action and speak up for what you need. Ask for what you want. And do it in a way that doesn't make the other person wrong or bad or feel guilty or attacked for whatever the situation is. Really own it. Hey, I feel important. I feel more connected to you. I feel loved when you give me flowers. Can we start doing that? And see what happens. So that's all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong, and this has been another episode of Dating Smash. If you're looking for additional support or help, you can find us on www.mycoaching.care to book your free 45-minute session, book a normal session, or just ask some questions. Drop us a line. Let us know what you're thinking about or what you're going through. All right, take care, and we'll catch you in the next one.